Management Studios. This is AM 1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Search and rescue operations are underway for three U.S. Marines still missing after their Osprey aircraft crashed into the sea. Off the coast of Australia, 23 of the 26 personnel on board were rescued already. Vice President Mike Pence says the Trump administration will be introducing legislation soon to help businesses flourish, including new health care and tax code policy. While we're working with this Congress to act on health care, I'll make you another promise. President Donald Trump and I are going to roll our sleeves up, sit down with lawmakers, and we're going to pass the largest tax cut since the days of Ronald Reagan. Vice President Pence last night in Washington in his remarks to the Young America's Foundation, its 39th annual National Conservative Student Conference. For President Trump, starting today, his first full day of his 17-day vacation. This is SRN News. Joe Walsh is concerned for our safety. For the safety and the security of this country, a president, any president, has to be able to speak confidentially with foreign leaders. And that's out the window now. (laughs) That's gone. If, If this can be leaked, anything can be leaked. The Joe Walsh Show, weeknights at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. We're glad to have you with us here on AM 1280 The Patriot. It's just after 1 o'clock, and that could mean only one thing. It's time for the Northern Alliance Radio Network and the big weekend wheel, the local one. The headliner, Mitch Berg, is back in studio, and the Northern Alliance Radio Network continues its dominance of the weekend political talk radio scene here in the Twin Cities. A quick look at your forecast from the Blue Ox Heating and Air Weather Center. A slight chance of a shower, maybe a thunderstorm this afternoon, upper 70s for the high. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This hour of the Northern Alliance Radio Network is brought to you by Thompson Building and Remodeling. With over 30 years of experience in home repair and remodeling, Thompson Building and Remodeling can ensure you of a quality job done right. From expert roofing, siding, and window installation to full additions and more. To see their work, visit online at thompsonpros.com. Thompson supports the Northern Alliance Radio Network to bring Patriot listeners a local voice in local and national politics. The Northern Alliance is on. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dingy, dismal, institutional blue, making... Talk radio, great again. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM twelve eighty. The Patriot. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info, found every weekday uh, at shotinthedark.info. One of Minnesota's foremost blogs of any stripe. Certainly, one of its foremost uh, conservative political blogs. We also cover pop culture. When I say me, I mean I, and a few of my co-writers. Uh, most notably, First Ringer. 
a uh, longtime notable blogger of his own in his own right who covers the history and uh, especially obscure history beats. We cover history, music, pop culture, uh, anything that grabs my fancy, quite frankly, but mostly Minnesota politics. We do that five days a week, pretty much all the time, even when I was out on vacation, of which more in a moment. Of course, this is the headline edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network going on, gosh, 14 years now. Uh, the longest running conservative talk show in Twin Cities radio history. And just we just keep on humming along here. Myself, Brad Carlson, every Sunday from 2 to 3. King Banyan, every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 a.m. on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. Together, Brad King and I dominate Twin Cities weekend radio, which means, let's be honest, we dominate Twin Cities radio. Period. Full stop, end of sentence. This is where the real rubber hits the real road. So make sure you tune us in. 651 651- 289-4488 is a number uh, to call should you care to join us. And I do hope you do care to join us because that's what makes it fun. It's a talk show, not a listen show. And that's we take that seriously. By the way, if you disagree with me, if you're a liberal, a progressive, a DFLer, a anarcho-capitalist, an anarcho-socialist, the producer has standing orders to put you to the front of the line. If you We're not like... Those other shows, especially at what I'm told is still a liberal talk station on the air here in the Twins. I still I still see their bumper stickers when I'm driving in the southwest suburbs. Uh, unlike them or unlike uh, some of our DFL politicians, <laughs> of which more in a little bit here, uh, you, you won't uh, find yourself uh, being cut off for disagreeing with the host. Uh, oh, yes, we will touch on all that in just a moment here. This is interesting. Uh, there was a actually. Let's talk about that right now for just a moment here. Uh, last week, uh, first of all, I was out on assignment last week. When I say out on assignment, I meant on vacation. My first honest to Pete vacation in three years. Literally, I haven't taken a full week off uh, and gone something for something that didn't involve family. Really, honestly, I haven't taken a long weekend for something that didn't involve family business or a family reunion. In three years now, this is my first week off just vegetating since 2014, literally. It's been that long. And I needed it. Let's be honest. I was getting kind of a brain tan working in uh, IT for my day job and, of course, dominating Twin Cities Radio uh, on my in my spare time. So it was a great time. I mean, one of those family weeks away that you sort of just dream about having, right? I mean... Everyone takes vacations. You have high hopes for what it's going to be. And, you know, like most things with high hopes, there's mixed results. Some things are good. There's some good. There's some blah. There's some bad, whatever. Nothing but good on this vacation. It was just one of those things that just kind of makes you feel good about being a parent and having a couple generations to show for it. Uh, my daughter was up for a couple days, got a good job uh, while she was there. Uh Back here in the cities, don't get me wrong, wasn't like up north. Uh, my son and his family were up there. My granddaughter, Watermelon, showed up, got to take her out on the boat, out on the kayak. It's just a wonderful, wonderful time. Made s'mores over a campfire, watched shooting stars at 2 in the morning. It was just a great, 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 great time. Now, while I was out of town, I was pretty disconnected. I mean, the resort I was at, by the way, great, 
friends of this broadcast, uh, a resort up north. I can't go plugging them without station approval because there's rules about that kind of thing. But contact me offline if you're interested in just a great, great, great family resort. I'll be happy to sing their praises for no consideration to myself. I don't get a price break or anything. Uh, but I can't go advertising them without permission. You know how it works. But if you have the means to contact me offline, by all means do. I recommend the place. Uh, anyway, when I did come into town to pick up the news a couple times during the week, I saw that there had been some fuss over President Trump blocking uh, the access of news organizations, specifically CNN, to his infamous Twitter feed, to which I kind of thought, well, that's takes about 45 seconds to get around. You set up a sock puppet Twitter account, you monitor him anyway. I mean, he's got, what, 10 million fans, 10 million followers? It's not like he's going to pick you out. I mean, you set up an account that says, I'm not CNN, and you follow Donald Trump, and bada-bing, you're following him. That's how Twitter works. By the way, I hate Twitter. Can't stand it. But we monitor it anyway because it's necessary evil in, in all media these days. But no, that's not how it works. Uh, The Trump administration apparently blocked CNN. CNN uh, plans to go to court. And I say, bully for them. Oh, yeah. I hope hope they take it to court. I hope they win big. I hope they win huge. Uh, I I hope that they set an absolute ironclad precedent for, uh, for, for politicians being unable to block people selectively on Twitter because of their beliefs. In fact, there are some cases that, that indicate that that may happen. There was a case in Virginia where a fellow named Brian Davison sued the chairwoman of the Loudoun County Board of Supervisors who banned him from her Facebook page after he posted criticism of local officials last year. Uh, a judge found that Phyllis Randall was acting as a public official on her Facebook page and said Miss Randall committed a cardinal sin under the First Amendment. The suppression of critical commentary regarding elected officials is the quintessential form of viewpoint discrimination against which the First Amendment guards, Judge Kacharis wrote in his 44-page ruling a couple weeks ago. So I say good luck, CNN. Take this case as far as you can. Oh, yeah, sue and sue and sue. Because the journalists in this case are right. Why should politicians get to choose whose speech they restrict and who and who, who who can get access to their public speech? It's absolutely un-American that Donald Trump is doing this to CNN. Oh, yeah, it is. And by the way, it's un-American that Alondra, the industrial engineer, Kano, who, by the way, I busted several years ago, uh, a year and a half ago, for distributing her constituents' personal information on Twitter about people who uh, criticized her privately, or at least they thought it was privately, on the city of Minneapolis website, trying to bully them into silence. I broke this story. Now, she's a DL politician who pleads the race card every time she has to wait in line at a bathroom. So the media did nothing with it, of course, but... She routinely blocks everyone who disagrees with her on Facebook and Twitter. I try and go to see her Twitter page. I'm blocked. Same with gutless former Rochester representative Kim Norton, whose lunch I ate on a number of gun control issues because she came out not this past session, but the session before as the DFL's leader on victim disarmament issues. That's what we call gun control. Uh, 
I called her out her lies over these criminal protection laws. She blocked me on Twitter. And, and by the way, there's a couple of other uh, Democrat DFL politicians, representatives, Melissa Hortman, who's the minority leader in the House, and uh, Senator Tina Liebling, uh, and by the way, a bunch of other DFL Pauls as well, block me on Twitter. And I've never interacted with either of them. I mean, I've never had anything to do with them until this last session where they said and they did things that I found deeply, well, stupid. I'm sorry. I'm calling it the way I see it. And I went to their Twitter feeds and found that I had already been blocked, even though I'd never interacted with them in any way. And, and other DFL politicians, legislators, staffers, and the like, especially elected officials, who have me blocked, along with quite a few other conservatives here in the Twin Cities, because there are apps you can actually go to to say, block everyone who your algorithm tells me disagrees with me, so I don't have to deal with those pesky critics on my social media. I mean, the biggest offenders so far have been the cowardly Representative Norton and the insipid uh, Councilwoman Kano, but there are others. There are others. And so uh, let me be the first to say I'm breaking with character, breaking with my norm and supporting CNN in their suit against the Trump administration. Oh, yeah, I hope they win. I hope it goes to the Supreme Court. I hope the Supreme Court uh, accepts the case, rules in the plaintiff's favor, incorporates it through the 14th Amendment down to all the states and sends federal marshals in to unblock the Twitter feeds of some of these vacuous, gabbling, cowardly liberal hamsters who block people like me. By the way, I am never rude on social media to politicians or most anyone who isn't almost actionably rude to me first. So you can't claim that I'm threatening poor little Alondra Cano. I'm not. I'm just calling out her actions in as many words, and I can prove it. I'd be happy to prove it in a court of public opinion. Oh, yeah, I'll take it out there. I absolutely will. So, bully for you, CNN. You may never have heard me say this before. You may never hear it again. But thank you, CNN, for, for this lawsuit. I hope it goes to the Supreme Court. I hope it becomes incorporated case law doctrine under the 14th Amendment and is enforced on politicians at all levels throughout our society. Yay, CNN. <laughs> More to so yeah, we'll be talking more about that in coming weeks because I'm going to be monitoring this with the local officials that have in fact blocked me. Speaking of officials that blocked me, I'm fairly certain Aaron Murphy is one of them. <laughs> She's a uh, DFL legislator from God help us Highland Park, of course, uh, and she is uh, running for governor now. Her campaign is already doomed. I mean, she's just about as chaotic a case as possible, and she knows it. I think, because this past week she swung for the rhetorical fences, at least as far as a Metro Democrat goes, calling for single-payer health care. We'll talk about that in a moment when we come back. Uh, I call her Princess Pander. You will, too, by the time we're done. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Come right flat out and tell you everything. Give me some money. Webster's Dictionary defines a meeting as a gathering of people for a particular purpose, such as to talk about business. No matter how big or small your meeting is, 
WNAV Audiovisual can help. Because at WNAV Audiovisual, your meeting is our business. Hi, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. Today, over 26 million meetings will take place in the United States. In today's fast-paced world, meetings are essential to keep people connected. In today's fast-paced world, you have to get business done now. Whether your meeting is in a conference room, auditorium, ballroom, or sanctuary, WNAV can provide you with audiovisual equipment and expertise quickly, smoothly, and efficiently. And we've been serving Minnesota since 1983. Learn more about what WNAV's technicians can do for you online at WNAV-video.com. That's WNAV-video.com. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Do you love the bustle of the city? Do you long for a tropical oasis? Or dream of basking in the stimulating culture of a distant land? Travel Ears Apple Valley recognizes travel is your personal experience. Whether you need to seal a deal in Shanghai or catch some rays in Hawaii, it's their ambition to give you the attention, expertise, and exclusive advantages you deserve. Their experts have been where you're going, and they know all the insider tips and options. They have a passion for travel. Travel Leaders Apple Valley is with you every step of the way, from planning your trip to the cab ride home. Now that's peace of mind. When you travel with Travel Leaders Apple Valley, you travel better. Right now, save $100 off most fun jet destinations to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Costa Rica. For other great offers on air, hotels, cruises, and more, call Travel Leaders Apple Valley at 952-432-6272 or head online to TravelLeaders.com slash AppleValleyMN. This is Hugh Hewitt for TownHall.com. Nicholas Maduro, president, really, dictator of Venezuela, recently held a sham election to rewrite the country's constitution. The pretext for the vote was to create a new National Constituent Assembly to draft a new Venezuelan constitution. Speaking in the White House briefing room, General H.R. McMaster said, The sham election of the National Constituent Assembly in Venezuela represents a very serious blow to democracy in our hemisphere. Maduro is not just a bad leader, he is now a dictator. Shortly after the so-called election, opposition leaders were seized from their homes by Venezuela's secret police. It is a humanitarian crisis in addition to a political one. The United States has responded by imposing strict sanctions. No one in the U.S. can do business with Venezuela. Mr. Maduro also joins a very short list of heads of state who are personally sanctioned by our government. Nonetheless, the question remains, can the United States allow a dictator with ties to Iran to set up in Venezuela? No. The U.S. must act. I'm Hugh Hewitt. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Join us, won't you please? Talking about the DFL race for governor next year. One of the first DFLers to announce for governor was... uh, Representative Aaron Murphy was one of the more liberal metrocrats. She had to announce early because she's pretty much dead in the water from the word go. Building name recognition out of Highland Park and maybe Merriam Park is uh, the only chance she has of breaking the 10% mark and getting past the first ballot at the convention. 
So she's doomed, but she's not stupid. Because she knows, especially in DFL politics, money changes everything. Money means everything, provided it belongs to other people. It's a year till the convention, almost, probably 10 months now till the convention. But uh, uh, anyway, Aaron Murphy is trying to swing for what passed for the fences if you're a Metro Democrat. Uh, because she knows that's who the race for governor will be decided by. I mean, the race for the DFL nomination will be decided by Metro Democrats because outside the metro area and a shrinking part of the Iron Range, the DFL has become a local party. It happens to be a local party for the biggest single globs of people in the Twin Cities, or in Minnesota, the Twin Cities, Duluth, and unfortunately more and more Rochester and Mankato. But she is uh, she she knows who is going to be doing the electing for at least the nomination. And you can't run for governor until you're endorsed, most likely, Uh, or at least get through the primary. And she knows who's going to be voting for her, the Metro Democrat uh, majority. Her only choice is to be a bigger pimp of other people's money than the other uh, other DFL candidates. And. God bless her blue little heart. She knows how to do that. Murphy uh, criticized uh, capitalist models of, of health care, saying that a for-profit model of any part of the health care system is bad for Americans. This is, by the way, from the Star Tribune piece on her uh, announcement of her candidacy and her uh, call for single-payer health care in Minnesota. And, of course, she's wrong. A, uh, but, but it shows you something about the, the level of rhetoric that, DFL and its minions in the nonprofit world consider good messaging these days. You, you, you see this all the time. Such and such is wrong for Minnesota, bad for Minnesota, with almost no further explanation. What bad for Minnesota? Why? Bad for me? Why? Why is this not in my best interest, as they are also fond of saying? Murphy criticizes the capitalist model of healthcare, saying that a for-profit model of any sort for healthcare services is bad for America. She tells a story of her dying mother struggling to get her insurance company to cover the care she needed for cancer treatments near the end of her life. Well, of course, that is because it was most likely an HMO. A HMO was something that was created as a sop to big government by the big healthcare companies in the 1960s and early 1970s to buy the government off, essentially, uh, to, to basically satisfy uh, government regulations. And so... There hasn't been a capitalist model of healthcare in this country since before the 1960s, really since before World War II. I mean, it, it's and the last vestiges of free market healthcare, for the most part, were destroyed in 2010 when Obamacare was passed. Back when they made it illegal to buy what used to be called hospitalization plans, plans that would have a high deductible. Plans that only made sense to buy if you were young and pretty healthy, like I was when I bought them. Or a family person trying to stretch a little bit of health care money over a big family. And, and, and yet, they worked for the vast majority of people that they were aimed at. They worked. I mean, when I was in my 20s, I paid peanuts for a hospitalization plan. And, of course, I've had to make a point of not getting sick or hit by a car or shot. 
And I was successful at that because it would have been a $5,000 deductible. And at a time when on a good year, I made $12,000 a year. That was a lot of money, but it beat dying. It beat going without health care had I been hit in a car accident, hit by a bus, shot at one of the bars I worked at, <laughs> stabbed or whatever. Back when I was a nightclub DJ back in the uh, bad old days. <laughs> anyway, that's those are illegal now. And that was the last real semblance of free market health care. But I, I've worked in health care, uh, healthcare, for health insurance companies twice in the last 25 years. There hasn't been a free market, a capitalist market in healthcare, in any meaningful sense of the word, in decades. So Aaron Murphy is, as DFLers so often do, sp- uh, sputtering BS to people who aren't equipped to critically respond to what she's doing. She says, quote, we must guarantee health care for people who are sick, focus on the health of Minnesotans and control health care costs, Murphy wrote. We must make strategic and difficult choices with valuable resources, putting the health of Minnesotans ahead of health insurance profit making. We've been doing that for 40 years in Minnesota. Insurance companies in Minnesota, all by state law, are all nonprofits. We've been putting health the health of minnesotans ahead of health insurance profit making for decades and by the way up until 10 years ago it worked it was about this time 10 years ago we interviewed a couple of experts on minnesota health care people who weren't politically motivated especially but did work in the insurance industry who pointed out correctly and success uh, correctly at the time that Minnesota at the time had the highest rate of health insurance in the United States, 92%. Pretty much everyone who wanted health care was covered either by some public or private plan or combination of the above. It was not hard to find insurance. Now, the prices were rising. That's absolutely true. Not like they're rising today, but they were rising. And by the way, the record of Obamacare shows the old conservative maxim. If you think health care is expensive now, 10 years ago, wait till it's free. That's absolutely showing. That's absolutely true. And, and, and anyway, Aaron Murphy is prattling gibberish here. We must guarantee health care for people who are sick, focus on the health of Minnesotans, and control health care costs. There is no way to do that without using the free market or rationing health care pretty mercilessly. Health care does not, health insurance does not grow on trees. It doesn't. Well, Aaron Murphy seems to think it does. Aaron Murphy thinks, seems to think if the state of Minnesota or, let's be honest, the federal government takes it over, suddenly, magically, woohoo, as if paid for by unicorns with chests full of gold coins strapped to their backs, fluttering down from heaven. It'll all be taken care of by someone else. That, that, that simply tacking the state of Minnesota's name onto health care is going to solve the problem. By the way, I was seeing numbers this last week uh, that, that kind of made me think, you, when you hear liberals, when you hear your Democrat friends talking about health care, you have to you have to remind these people 
there's a difference between health insurance and health care. Health care is when you, when you go into the doctor to get that pain looked at. Health insurance is what you pay or someone pays for you to be able to go in and see that doctor without having to pay for it out of your pocket. There's a difference. And, and while people in single-payer health insurance systems like Canada and the United Kingdom, like, like the types that Erin Murphy and her ilk like to genuflect to, all have health insurance, the health care they get is substandard. Now, supporters of single-payer health care like to cherry-pick some examples of areas where single-payer isn't a complete failure. They'll cherry-pick some examples of, of areas where utilization, you know, is the use of health care is higher in single-payer countries than it is in, in the United States. Well, of course, utilization is not the issue. If you pay, if you make something free, people will use it, absolutely. If somebody else is paying for it, people are perfectly happy to use more health care. But if you look at outcomes, what, what are called in the health insurance industry outcomes, how well the treatment works, how effective the system is at delivering treatment, how well the treatment works, especially with people with critical or chronic illnesses, Ill chronic illnesses like diabetes, like autoimmune disorders, uh, critical illnesses like, like heart failure and cancer, the delivery of treatment in places like Canada and the United Kingdom is considerably slower than it is here. So you got your choice between insurance that everyone has but doesn't cover anything very fast and may not be there in time to save your life, especially if you happen to be overweight or a smoker because the United Kingdom has stopped, wants to stop covering surgery for people who are overweight or who smoke. Uh, or if, you're, uh, if, you, if you have some critical illness, your, your insurance that you have isn't as good. Whereas if you are in a system where the insurance is a little harder to get, but still answers to the free market and thus delivers a quality product like we used to have, like we're losing. Well, you see how it works. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Are you suffering with hearing loss? Are you sick of people constantly complaining that your TV is too loud? Are you tired of asking people to speak up? Would you like to hear more clearly, but you don't want to wear a hearing aid that makes you look old? Then you need to try Listen Clear, a life-changing breakthrough designed by top audio engineers to fit your ear almost invisibly. Listen Clear is fully adjustable, so you can find the perfect way to hear almost everything, wherever you are and whatever you're doing. And right now, you can try Listen Clear absolutely free with free shipping. We'll even give you free batteries for life. So call now, 1-855-568-4327. Listen Clear is lightweight and completely hassle-free, and it's practically invisible. Call for your risk-free home trial with free shipping and free batteries for life. For free information, call now, 1-855-568-4327. That's 1-855-568-4327. 1-855-568-4327. Amazing to realize, but you know, it's been almost two years I've been talking with you about Relief Factor, and I can tell you I've been continually inundated with testimonials. 
This is Michael Medved, and I've received thousands of testimonials that come in telling me how excited people are to be out of pain, like Bob from Ohio, who writes, I had a herniated disc in my back in 1984. I started taking Relief Factor, and for the first time, I have been completely out of constant, sometimes excruciating pain. I'm now able to work in the yard, around the house, and do my job in comfort. This is a great product. That's the end of the quote. If you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip, or knee pain, or general muscle pain, aches, pains of any kind, do what tens of thousands of others have done so successfully. Go to relieffactor.com and order their three-week quick start for just $19.95. 1-800-500-8384. That's 1-800-500-8384. Did your financial advisor lose 30% or more of your life savings during the last market crash? Are you afraid it could happen again? I'm Pastor David Mitchell, founder of Tradeway. Tradeway specializes in teaching you how to cut out the middleman and take control of your money. At our first event, Step 1, Start Your Journey, you'll learn how business principles from the Bible, combined with our powerful skill sets for stock trading, can give you the ability to make informed financial decisions for your family. Having control can give you peace of mind even in an uncertain market because nobody cares as much about your hard-earned money as you do. Tradeway. You'll learn to reach your biggest goals by taking small steps. Coming to the Weston Edina Galleria, September 15th and 16th. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. The Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog is shotinthedark.info. By the way, we, we have some stuff coming up here we want to make sure you know about here. Uh, Blue Ox Heating and Air is partnering uh, with AM1280 The Patriot to do a furnace or AC unit giveaway to a Twin Cities veteran or active military member. Everyone uh, that registers gets a 15% off tune-up or service in addition to being entered to win the furnace or AC unit. In order to enter, you have to be a listener. You must find the Patriotic Ox uh, on either the Patriot website or the Blue Ox website. Each week, the Blue Ox is hidden in a different area of the website. Once you find it, click on it, and you'll be led to the registration page. So what you do is you go to am1280thepatriot.com, click on the Blue Ox contest uh, window, uh, area, graphic. It's the, the Blue Ox contest. Just click on it. You'll find it. And then you get to go and look for the Blue Ox either on the Patriot website or the Blue Ox website. Do that. You can help yourself. You can help your furnace. You can help a deserving veteran or active duty member of the military. Uh, go out to am12athepatriot.com or Blue Ox or both. Heck, camp out on both of them as long as you want. It's gonna be. A, it, it, you'll be glad you did. I guarantee it. 
Lots of stuff going on here today. Uh, so much stuff. I could use another four-hour show here today. It's like if Brad doesn't want to take his uh, time tomorrow, I'll, I'll take it because plenty to do here. Uh, there was a bombing in Bloomington today. A, a Bloomington today. A mosque was bombed. Uh, a bomb was uh, thrown through the window of a mosque. That's official now. We'll be talking about that after the top of the hour here because this this is a sore spot for me, and I want to make sure I'm clear with people on exactly why it is a sore spot with me uh, we'll talk about that after the top of the hour but uh, it, it's for this first hour here the first subject for the day here is is the people that the dfl has running for its statewide offices we we talked about uh about uh, uh what's your name oh the, the <laughs> uh the, the the woman running for for uh Governor, who who I've already forgotten her name. That's how doomed she is. I'm not even a DFL voter, uh, so DFL voters probably not doing. Aaron Murphy, thank you very much. Um, of course, that's just mere pandering. Our old friend John Lesh has gone a little beyond that, apparently, according to the Campaign Finance Board. St. Paul Representative and Attorney General candidate John Lesh, <laughs> I just love that Attorney General candidate John Lesh has been given a $25,000 fine for irregularities in handling his campaign finances. I just love this, how two of the foremost candidates in the last two elections for Minnesota Attorney General for the DFL, trying to unseat or replace Lori Swanson, uh, have been Ryan Winkler, who was the Eddie Haskell of the Minnesota House. He's the guy who compared Clarence Thomas to Uncle Tom uh, a couple of years back, and actually got some backlash from it. I mean, despite the media's best efforts to insulate a fellow DFLer from the consequences of his or her own stupidity, he actually wound up having to leave the country for a while. I, his wife got a job in Belgium, blah, blah, blah. He had to flee the backlash of his own poor educated stupidity. Anyway, and I say that with all due respect. Uh, John Lesh, on the other hand, is uh, is an, is well, he's he's sort of the East Metro's version of Ryan Winkler. He's a F Ramsey County prosecutor, or I guess former Ramsey County prosecutor, who left to go into private practice a while ago. He joined the National Guard some number of years ago uh, and spent some time playing at being a lieutenant in the National Guard. And he's been a legislator for, I believe, 10 years now from District 66B, a district that is blessed with some of the lowest turnout numbers in the state of Minnesota. I mean, because that's a DFL desert, right? I mean, if there's anybody who cares less about politics in 66B, which is sort of the near east side of St. Paul, the north end, the, the, the Payne Avenue, Rice Street sorts of neighborhoods, uh, it's that neighborhood. I mean, it's... And it's non-existent Republican Party because as, as little as there is in that area in the way of care for the DFL, it's even less for the Republicans who really have no organization in that area. Well, not good enough for John Lesh, apparently. He was running for attorney general. We'll see how that goes. Uh, and there's something I should pay attention for, see if there's anything missing about this story. story came out in the Pioneer Press this past week, written by our, our good friend Rachel Stassenberger. Uh, who wrote about the fact that he'd been busted by the campaign finance board. Uh, 
who note the story notes quote after working with Lesh, his treasurers, one of whom is the representative's wife, <clears throat> and investigating the situation for more than three years, <laughs> the campaign finance board fined the lawmaker twenty five thousand dollars for the violations. Representative Lesh is immediate need for resources in per personal accounts and or clo- at or close to the time of unexplained transfers. Further supports the board's conclusion that the transfers were for personal use. The campaign's finance board's report said the board found that, by the way, Lesh generally transferred money from his campaign account to his personal account at times when there were otherwise would have been insufficient funds for the campaign without the campaign cash. Which, if you've ever been involved in a political campaign, is a big no, 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 no. You don't get to do that. You can't use your campaign funds as your personal piggy bank, much less your personal overdraft protection fund. That's a big no-no. John Lesh, a representative from St. Paul, spent uh, spent thousands of dollars on lawyers fighting against uh, this charge and wound up getting a $25,000 fine. Now, here's the interesting part of this story, again, written by Rachel Stassenberger, who's Never been mistaken for a Republican sympathizer. But I want you to read through this. Uh, I'm going to read through it for you here. Since this is radio, you can't read through it with me here, unless you happen to have a copy of the Pioneer Press at home. Longtime Representative John Lesh used campaign cash from donors to line his personal coffers, a state investigative board found. That's paragraph one. After working with Lash's treasurers, one of whom is the representative's wife, and investigating the situation for more than three years, the campaign finance board fined the lawmaker $20,000. My bad, 20000 for his violations. That's paragraph two. Lash on Tuesday said he did not use the campaign money for personal gain. Paragraph three. The amount of the fine, here's paragraph four, the amount of the fine is uh, one of the larger, if not the largest, civil penalties levied against a lawmaker for campaign violations in this state. According to the board's executive director, Jeff Sigurdsson, although the board often levies penalties against lawmakers for incorrect bookkeeping or other matters, it rarely finds cases of officials using campaign money for their own profit or own benefit. Rather, that's in paragraph four. The board concluded that Lesh, a Democrat, transferred money from his campaign account to his personal account at times when there otherwise would have been insufficient funds without the campaign cash. We got to paragraph five before Representative Lesh's party was mentioned as part of the story. Now, you know, dang skippy, that if this would have been a Republican representative from St. Paul, we'd be living in an alternate universe because there is no such thing. But you know, dang skippy, that if this had been a Republican representative from anywhere... Anywhere at all, no matter what the size of the error, had it been $50 or $50,000, you know that if it had been a GOP representative, it would have been in the headline. It would have read Republican representative Amy Smith or whatever fined X number of dollars for using campaign cash for personal expenses. It would have been part of the lead, the headline, and the first paragraph. You don't bury the lead, the most important information in the 
point of view of the reporter and the editor goes in the first paragraph and you work your way down. And inevitably, if it's a Republican figure charged or suspected or much less convicted, or in this case, not a conviction, it's not a criminal conviction, it's thoroughly civil, administrative, really, but determined to have been wrong on an issue, that headline, if not the first paragraph, would have been where you found out that politician's party. But it's John Lesh, DFLer Young Turk, Attorney General Hopeful, one of the, the, the hammer men of the, the DFL caucus in the House. I mean, even dresses like a gangster, right? He wears these, these, these throwback prohibition era looking pinstripe suits, like he's trying to look like a young mobster. He's not a bad guy, don't get me wrong. I've met him a time or two. He's not completely depraved, but. I mean, he, he tries to create an image of being an East Side mobster in all the right ways. Don't get me wrong. I'm not implying criminality here. That would be stupid in dealing with a lawyer. Uh, and so I'm not in any way, shape, or form. But he does try to cultivate that image. Uh, he's certainly a flamboyant and, and prominent member of the DFL, especially of the Metrocrat Caucus. But if you think you can deny that that party would have been in the lead, if not the headline, had it been a Republican, as opposed to the paragraph five you get, I mean, <laughs> down uh, d- down among the uh, down below two levels of, of of photographs of the guy. I mean, when the vast majority of of readers will have tuned out, some insane percentage of readers will have tuned out. Uh, you're you're. Feel free to try and convince me. 651-289-4488. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right AM 1280, The Patriot. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas. When I was playing ball, they called me the big hurt. But after I left the game, Mother Nature started putting a big hurt on me. I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, it wasn't my fault. Once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. But luckily, I found out about Nugenics. Nugenics is a unique man-boosting formula powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help boost your free testosterone levels. Get a complimentary bottle now by texting PRIME11 to 321321. With Nugenics, you can feel stronger, leaner, with a lot more stamina and energy. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenics is GNC's number one selling men's vitality product. Get a complimentary bottle now by texting PRIME11 to 321321. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. So again, text PRIME11 to 321321. Amazing to realize, but you know, it's been almost two years. I've talked been talking with you about Relief Factor, and I can tell you I've been continually inundated with testimonials. This is Michael Medved, and I've received thousands of testimonials that come in telling me how excited people are to be out of pain, like 
Bob from Ohio, who writes, I had a herniated disc in my back in 1984. I started taking Relief Factor, and for the first time, I have been completely out of constant, sometimes excruciating pain. I'm now able to work in the yard, around the house, and do my job in comfort. This is a great product. That's the end of the quote. If you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip, or knee pain, or general muscle pain, aches, pains of any kind, do what tens of thousands of others have done so successfully. Go to relieffactor.com and order their three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety five. One eight hundred five hundred eight three eight four. That's one eight hundred five hundred eighty three eighty four. Did you know that there has never been a better time for Americans to visit Europe? The dollar is strong against the euro, airfares are historically low, and the vacation choices are better than ever, thanks to the amazing portfolio of tours from world-class tour operator Globus. Whether you're dreaming of sipping wine in the Mediterranean, exploring the fantastic fjords and terrain of Norway, or enjoying a pint in an authentic Irish pub, Travel Leaders Apple Valley can help you take the tour of your dreams. Call us today at 952-432-6272. That's 952-432-6272. And ask how you can save 10% on your next European getaway. Spend a week in Europe for as little as $1,300 plus airfare. What are you waiting for? Call us today today at 952-432-6272. That's 952-432-6272. Or online at travelleaders.com slash mn. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Hard to believe that John Lesh's party affiliation didn't make it into the uh, Pioneer Press's story about his, the findings about his misuse of campaign funds till the fifth paragraph, where statistically, by the way, 90% of people had stopped reading Never, ever fails, does it seem to. I, I mean, it's not like you ever see this elsewhere in Twin Cities media, do you? Hard to say. I just don't know. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Minneapolis, Scott, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You with us, Scott? Apparently, Scott uh, found other things to do on a gorgeous Saturday. You still went one more time? Yeah. Oh, there you are. Okay, very good. Scott, you are on the air. Thanks. See. You know, I've been subjected to a racial Stassenberger for the last several years. And before her, there was Dane Smith, and we got his left-wing bias. But let me ask you this, Mitch. Doesn't it all come down to ownership? Who decides who's going to hire the reporters? Who decides who's going to hire the editors? Doesn't it all go back to our good friend, Mr. Glenn Taylor? Nah. If he he wanted to do a house cleaning there, couldn't he do it? Let me ask you this, Mitch. If Donald Trump owned the Strib, do you think there'd be a difference in reporting? Uh, there probably would be if Donald Trump owned the Strib. But you're, you're making one big assumption here, is that, that is that management necessarily controls how the newsroom works. And it, it can happen. Roger Ailes certainly had an effect on the newsroom at, the, uh, at, at Fox News. Certainly he wanted to have a particular point of view in Fox News' newsroom, and he got it. But the fact is, and this is, this is a fact, there are... Traditionally, in American media, they try to uh, the the editorial board, if you will, the ed- the editorial level of the paper does try to build a thick, impenetrable wall between uh, the newsroom and the business side of the business, including the ownership. They try to be able to say 
with some justification that, uh, that uh, management doesn't yank uh, editorials chains for business grounds. Now, at its very root, it's not in and of itself a bad thing. Right? I mean, you don't want to necessarily have it said that uh, the news coverage is being influenced by who is picking up or dropping their advertising with the newspaper. In theory, the newsroom is supposed to be independent of all that. And if you are really idealistic about American-style journalism, that's why that dividing line exists. Now, if you were to go ask the people on the editorial board at the Star Tribune, how much control does Glenn Taylor have over hiring? I'm sure they would say almost none, almost none, because Glenn Taylor has observed the same a protocol about respecting that dividing line between business and journalism that his predecessors all seem to have done, which means if you want to be idealistic, uh, the news coverage is not controlled by business. It means also if you want to be realistic about the biases that American me uh, reporters bring to the table, it means that they're also unmoved by any other market forces that may shun far left, progressive, borderline communist views in some cases. It's why people like Nick Coleman had jobs long after uh, that those his points of view had been extinguished from most of public life. It's so, so yeah, no, Glenn Taylor observes, uh, by all accounts, observes that strict dividing line between business and journalism. And the Star Tribune's coverage shows it. Thanks for your call, though. Here's one. By the way, after the top of the hour, we're going to talk about today's bombing in uh, in Bloomington, bombing of a mosque in Bloomington, uh, which is troublesome in a lot of ways. But before we get to this, this past week, while I was out on vacation, President Trump uh, passed a rule barring transgenders uh, from the United States military. I'll say what you will about the ruling itself. I mean, there's uh, I've I've heard from service people who say it's long overdue. I've heard from transgender activists and including some friends who are, in fact, transgender to one degree or another, that it's a, a very bad, terrible thing. I, I'm inclined to go along with my friends in the military. I mean, when you're getting shot at, it's no time to be wondering about social experiments. Right. Uh, on the other hand, I, I, it doesn't seem that gays in the military have necessarily disrupted our combat effectiveness. On the other hand, uh, transgender may well be a little more divisive than homosexuality. I'm going to leave those debates to people who are interested in them. What I'm interested in is some of the numbers that the proponents of transgenders in the military have been throwing around. Uh, one that I've heard bandied about condescendingly and with a lot of dismissiveness by some of the supporters of transgenders in the military is a UCLA study, uh, by not by UCLA itself, but by a GLBT law focus group within the US UCLA law school that claimed that there are as many as 15,500 transgendered people in the armed forces today. Now, you think about that for a moment. 15,000 people, 15,500 out of 0.22 million uh, people in the military, which is how many people we have serving on active duty today, comes out to roughly seven-tenths of a percent, or seven out of every 1,000 service people being transgender. That's one out of every 140 people in the military would be transgender, if you accept this number at face value. That means, and for those of you in the service, you can follow along with this, 
For every Army and Marine rifle company of about 160 men, there's a transgendered rifleman in the, in the company. For every flying squadron in the Air Force, Navy, and Marines, and Coast Guard, I guess, that's a couple of transgender service people. That's three or four transgenders uh, people on every SEAL team. Two or three in every Ranger battalion. 12 to 15 in every U.S. Special Forces, that is to say Green Beret group. That's one on every submarine. One or two on every destroyer that's currently in service. And on every single one of our third uh, of our 10 supercarriers, that will be 35 transgender service people on each and every one of our 10 aircraft carriers. 35. That's about 160 of them serving at the Pentagon. Right about uh, 1,500 at Fort Bragg, Fort Campbell, Fort Hood, and Fort Lewis each. And by the way, this, this incidence, if that's re- indeed what it is, seven-tenths of one percent, means it's fully a quarter as many transgender people as there are gays in general society. Now, I don't know about you. I have a fairly broad social circle, and in my life, I have known and or met, or I should say known and or worked with, three transgender people that I'm aware of that were visibly obvious at any rate. That's a rate considerably low than one out of every 140. I'm going to guess if you ask every single person serving in the United States military, is there a transgender person in your company? Is there one or two on your ship? Are there 35 on your aircraft carrier? Are there 1,500 at your major base? Are there uh, 21 at Grand Forks Air Force Base? Call me cynical. Call me what you will. It seems like a bit of an overestimate, like a bit of a politicized overestimate, if you catch my drift, and I hope you do. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be talking about the bombing in Bloomington next on the AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hi, this is Terry Sandvold, CEO of Sandvold Financial Group and host of Money Talks. Sandvold Financial Group would like to help provide the sturdy foundation for your financial future. We want you to plan for tomorrow, today. Give us a call to attend an upcoming seminar at 952-544-2837. That's 952-544-2837. Or go to helpmeterry.com to set up a no-cost financial review today. Registered representative of and independent of Questar Capital Corporation. Member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Questar Asset Management. Message and data rates may apply. Are you doing what you want to do with your life? Does your career make you happy? Are you being paid what you deserve? Or does your life feel like it's lost direction, that it went offline? Now is your chance to get your life back online with an online degree. Greer Southern New Hampshire University, established as a New England campus in 1932, now we also offer over 200 affordable degrees online. Get degree information and see how to apply online by texting CAN55 to 554433. At SNHU, you'll get the full quality of a campus education with online tuition rates among the lowest in the nation. Learn online anytime, anywhere. So get that MBA or become an application developer, accountant, or healthcare professional. With over 200 degree options, it's time to put your dreams back online. 
Southern New Hampshire University. See yourself succeed. Get degree information and see how to apply online by texting CAN55 to 554433. That's CAN55 to 554433. If you're a sleep apnea sufferer who's on the go, go to your phone and call right now to try the world's first portable mini CPAP device, absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights. It's the Transcend Mini CPAP, an engineering marvel that's as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. Its unique design is so small and so light, you can fit it in your laptop bag or purse to use anywhere you go. No more dragging around a big, bulky CPAP. Even better, now you can try Transcend absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights by calling minicpap.com, 1-800-919-5232. Transcend is FAA compliant, too, so you can even sleep comfortably while flying. You can also add a battery pack that's as tiny as a deck of cards. So now you can enjoy the freedom to sleep comfortably anywhere. But don't wait. To receive your 10-night in-home trial, call minicpap.com now. 1-800-919-5232. That's 1-800-919-5232. TheFishTwinCities.com is home to the best in today's Christian music. The best melodies. The top artists. And the greatest message. Listen on TheFishTwinCities.com and with the free mobile app. The Fish Twin Cities, safe for the whole family. 